Welcome to Words From Your Mama. I'm your host, Simone. If you're a mom or maybe considering being a mom and you want some encouragement along the way, then this podcast is for you. On this podcast, I interview moms from every walk of life as they share their experiences. So thanks for listening. And so it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to ask for advice or, you know, just somebody come sit and hold this baby for a little while so I can sleep or whatever the need is at the moment. Just because your mom doesn't mean you're superwoman and it doesn't mean you have all, all the answers and all the energy to do it all by yourself. On this episode, we're going to be interviewing Heidi Crumball as she shares her wisdom of raising and homeschooling some amazing children. This session, y'all are going to be so encouraged. I hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. All right. So today we're going to be interviewing Heidi, and I don't want to butcher your last name, but I'm going to say it's Crumball. Very good. You got it right. <laughs> Would you mind yeah. telling the audience a little bit about yourself? Um, I am a stay-at-home wife to Dean Crumball and a mother to five children, um, ranging from six years old to 15 years old. Um, I homeschool all five. Um, I was born in Indiana, but I have lived in Kentucky since I was two years old. And I am now 43 years old and living the best life. Woohoo! That sounds very intimidating. I don't know that I could homeschool five kids. That's a lot. <laughs> it keeps life interesting. <laughs> well, as amazing as your resume is, Tell the audience a little bit about what you do to relax, something that you just, that recharges you. Oh, um, I love good hot tea, mm. something sweet, and a good book. If I can get away with a good book, that is totally recharging to me. Nice. That is my go-to. So what's your favorite kind of tea? Irish or English breakfast tea. Gotcha. So you're not a seasonal tea type of person? I'm not. I like just the good old basics. I am I mean, every now and then I like like an apple cinnamon thrown in here and there, but I just like the good old basics yeah. pretty much. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds real good. Sometimes they can get kind of crazy and you can get a little perfumey and frou-frou-y. Yeah, I just, yeah. yeah. I don't do the perfumey taste. <laughs> I know just from knowing your family, that y'all are amazing cooks, and I believe you have a restaurant. Is that correct? I don't. My older sister does. Oh, dang it. <laughs> Sorry. I do that every time. So I, I knew, I was like, it's it's either one of them. I just, I just have to take a stab at it. Well, y'all are amazing cooks is the point that I was getting to. What is one thing that you can go into the kitchen and just whip up without a recipe? Like your go-to um, I am more of a baker than a cooker. So apple pie is my go-to. Uh, yeah. My mom was like the queen of apple pies in our family. And she, she was the one that baked them for every holiday. And when I was a young teenager, she taught me how to make apple pie. And now I have kind of taken that, that role in the family on holidays. I love it. That is so awesome. I was just at a wedding this weekend and they had a pie table at the reception 
and mm, I got the yes. apple pie because it was like mm, the lattice, the like the lattice crust on the top looked really, really pretty. Yeah. That apple pie that was so good. Really? Mm-hmm. I love the smell of them, but I don't really love to eat them. <gasps> no. <laughs> I don't know why. I could take them or leave them. But I love the smell of apple pie, too. So It's a labor of love. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Now, so the, the thing that was special about the pie that I had this weekend was the apple slices were consistently the same slice. It was as if she used like a like a mandolin or something and she like got mm. them super 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 thin like and she didn't cut them up into little dices. She like sliced the apples. How do you make your apple pie? Do you slice it or do you dice it? I slice it, but they're not very uniform. I'm just kind of a <laughs> However it goes, it goes. <laughs> it's that's more of a love pie than anything, and those still taste amazing. Right. Mm, I have right. to come up there and get some pie. Come on, we'd love to have you. <laughs> so let's get right into these questions. Some of them are going to be super deep. You'll have to dig a little for them, but the, uh, we'll just start with the surface kind of. Um. So, what do you love the most about being a mom? The unconditional love. Even on my worst days, my kids love me, and I love them, obviously. And um, I've, I've been having, there's been moments when I've, I've literally, I'm just having the worst kind of day, and my youngest one will just come out and say, Mama, just out of the blue, Mama, you're just the best mama ever. Aww. And that is, yeah, I just could melt in the puddle right then and there. <laughs> and so it's just the unconditional love. That's the best part. That sounds amazing. So what do you think would be the hardest part about being a mom? That you're never off the clock. Hmm. You don't ever clock out of that job. Um, and even like on on vacation or, you know, usually you're even if you're sick, you're always on the job. And um, that can that can be a hard at times. Yeah, certainly, especially being a homeschool mom. You don't have that reprieve or that six hours where the kids are at school. Like you're the school. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's not too many breaks. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have family that, you know, lets us have a date night here and there and those kinds of things. But, um, you know, in the day-to-day things, you're just you're just never off the clock. Yeah. Well, that is going to come handy later in the interview when we ask some other questions. Okay. But having five kids, what has been the proudest moment? You can list like one proud moment for each kid, or you can just list one single proud moment you've had as a mother. Oh, that one's hard. Um, Being a homeschool mom, hearing them start reading when I see it click with them and them being able to just read and knowing that I'm the one that taught them how to do that. That's, that's a pretty proud moment. Mm -hmm. Um, As a Christian, I have watched four out of five of them receive the gift of the Holy ghost. And that was probably the most incredible moment with them. Knowing that they have, they have started their walk with God for themselves. is pretty amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's really awesome. It's now we're just praying for that fifth one to get a good dose, and we'll. He's still pretty young, but yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I don't know. I think I was maybe eleven when I got the Holy Ghost, but it'll yeah. come. Especially seeing his family, like his lineage and his older brothers and sisters, it'll definitely come. Yeah. So going down memory lane a little bit, what is or list your fondest moment as a mother? A moment that Mm. you kind of treasure. The first time I ever felt any of them move when I was pregnant. That's I, I distinctly remember the first time I felt my first one move. Um, and there's nothing like that feeling. And then I would say the first time they laid them up on my chest and I could actually see their face for the first time, this little human that I had been protecting and already caring for already, but being able to actually see them for mm-hmm. the first time, that's that's probably my fondest moment, They're each of their birth. Oh. So great. Now, did you want to be a mom growing up? Oh, yes. Yes. That was, I, everybody was, you know, what are you going to be when you grow up? What are you going to be? I never could come up with a career that I wanted at all. I always just wanted to be a mom. I just wanted to be a mama. That's fantastic. So you've always like kind of been pictured having a bigger sized family. Yes. Oh, look yes, at the Lord. Yes, I always Lord. said I wanted four. And then after number four was born, we looked at each other and was like, I think, I think one more. And that was, we got our fifth. Oh, that's great. It typically doesn't work out that way. It's typically like, oh, there's a surprise. Oh, there's an accident. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's awesome. That's so good. So tell the audience who, who is your role model and why? I would say my mom is my role model. Um, she always, always taught us and exemplified what an honor and a privilege it was to be a woman, to be a lady, to be a homemaker. She was a stay-at-home wife and mother, homeschooled us girls. She was a pastor's wife, so she had plenty of responsibilities going on. But she always taught us that it was a privilege. And then, of course, to to serve God was a privilege. And so I would say she's probably my number one role model. I want to be able to teach my kids to love who they are and what God calls them to do like she did. That's awesome. Do you guys do sword drills for like homeschool at all? We haven't. I need to, but we haven't. We used to do some when I was a kid. I feel like it's a dying art. Like no one, if I say sword drills to the kids in Sunday school anymore, they're like, what's a sword drill? Like, oh my gosh, sword drills are awesome. They can just look it up on their phone. Why do they need to have a sword drill? totally different looking it up in the Bible. Exactly. It is. Talk to us a little bit about some family traditions you guys enjoy as a family. Well, every one of the kids on their birthday or a few days before their birthday, they pick, we go on Pinterest and we look at cakes and they decide what kind of cake they want and how they want it decorated and things. And mom does her best. (laughs) I do the best that I can to make that happen so like um one year my son was all into um cars and mudding and all that kind of stuff and so i made him a cake that looked like a trucks were in the mud and messing and gone and, and then one year he was all about knives pocket knives and things and so i made a cake with a knife on top of it and 
just those kinds of things. They pick a theme and then I try to go with it. So that's one of our traditions. Everybody picks their cake. Um, and since we're homeschooled, the first day of school is a little bit different than a public school kid, but we usually try to, I try to wake them up with like hot chocolate and a warm blanket and maybe a new cup and a couple of little toys or things. Um, yeah, a real cozy, soft start to the school year. I love it. Those, I love that. That's the way I wanted my first day to go. So <laughs> That sounds awesome. Now, who bakes your cake on your birthday? Usually I do, but I usually have lots of help because my, my kids love to help. They love to cook and bake and stuff like that. So with a little bit of supervision, they make it for mom. Oh, that's great. I love it. So what has been your favorite family vacation? Since I've been an adult, my favorite vacation is probably um, a couple of years ago, my entire family, both sisters and parents, took all of our kids and husbands and we went out west and spent two weeks traveling just around the West, Montana and all of the things that I've always wanted to see. And that was, that was awesome. That's one that I will never forget and would love to go back and do again. That As sounds a kid, incredible. It was amazing. It was truly amazing. As a kid, we always went, um, my dad was a preacher, pastor. And so every Labor Day, we would go to um, a place in Eastern Kentucky and he would preach a revival there on Labor Day weekend. And then after that, it was just a hop, skip, and a jump to the Smoky Mountains. And so we would go to the Smoky Mountains for several days. And that was always the highlight of the year, going to the Smoky Mountains. All right, Heidi, these are the deep questions. These are the ones that you're going to have to dig deep for. Okay. Ready? I think so. <laughs> So what is the most important lesson you have learned in life? That you will never please everybody and you can kill yourself trying to. But if you will, instead of trying to please everybody, if you'll just ask God who you're supposed to be and what he wants you to be and please him, then everything else will will fall in line and be what it should be. And uh, that was not an easy lesson for me to learn, and I'm still working on it. I'll be just plain and honest with you, because I'm a people pleaser. I want everybody to like me, and I want everybody to be happy with me, and I don't want to rock the boat at all. Um, but learning to, that I can't please them, but if I please him, then I'll be exactly what I should be. It's, it's freeing. It's very liberating. You say that and you make it sound so like that answer was so beautiful. But at the same time, I'm looking at my flesh and I'm like, I cannot, I cannot. It is not easy. It, like I said, I'm still working on that lesson, but yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's a hard one, but it's a good one. It, if I can just, if I can just practice it. It's so, I think the reason it's so hard is because a lot of us have like a servant's heart and we want to serve. And if we can't serve in a way that's pleasing to others, it kind of makes it challenging and more difficult. I feel like that yes. would probably be like the main thing that I could point out, at least for me, as to why it's so difficult yes. to do that. That's true. That's it right there. Tell us if you think, in your opinion, is life harder now as a mom? married with five kids or is it easier 
than it was before you were married with five kids? I would say it's harder. Um, there's more responsibility and the decisions that I make affect more people than just myself or even just a couple other people. It's harder, but it's very rewarding. It is. Um, there, and then there's different stages even in that, in that um, when my children were all little, the physical aspect of it, trying to keep up with so many littles at one time was harder. Now that part's easier, but now I'm learning to navigate teenage years mm -hmm. and uh, kids that that are old enough to understand they have an opinion of their own and have to make decisions sometimes for themselves. Mom can't can't make all the decisions anymore. And that's that's a struggle as a mom to learn when to let go and when to hold on kind of thing. And then making sure that my priorities keep keep straight, you know, that I don't miss something that I needed to do and take care of. Well, they'll remind you real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Won't they, though? <laughs> when you and your husband started having kids, what were some goals that y'all had as parents? We wanted our kids to be mannerly and respectful and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, we wanted to raise adults that we would actually like that they would be good citizens, that they would love people, that they would be kind, that they would love God first and foremost. Um, those were the goals to make, to make an adult that we could be proud of and, and even like be friends with. When you look at that infant, you don't see the adult that someday you're going to be dealing with, but those years between infancy and 18 to 21, make the adult that you're gonna you're either gonna like them or you're not and so our goal was to make to teach them and train them and raise them into good adults that we would like so and would good. be an asset to them so good so many people i feel they don't raise their children with good work ethics <laughs> so you get a bunch of lazy right. people <laughs> yes yes that's true that no. is very true. And so then when you got an adult that doesn't doesn't have a good work ethic, it, there's a struggle. Yep. I don't know that as a parent I would be that forward thinking to be like, I'm going to raise my child to be a good adult. Like ultimately, yes, that's the goal, but I wouldn't purpose that in my mind. I'm just a little too selfish for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it's a learning. It's a learning process, obviously. Um there have been days and that was the last thing on my mind. It was just survival. Let's just get through this stage in life or whatever. But ultimately, that's the goal. So this is a fun one, not really. But what were some important <laughs> principles your parents taught you growing up? They did teach that family. Family was very, very important. God, of course, came first, but family was second. All other things paled in comparison to that because your family is who's going to be with you to the bitter end. Um, friends come and go, but family is forever. And so they taught us to treasure that and to protect and guard those relationships and build them. Then to love people and to, to show the same mercy and grace to others that we would like to be shown to us. And uh, love people for who they are and not what we want them to be. 
those are things that they they lived and modeled in front of us and taught us. Wow, you've got some incredible parents. They're amazing. Like I said, that's who I want to be when I grow up. Man, to love someone, be, like not because of what you see, not because of what they have, but to love them for who they are. That's in, that's that's another difficult lesson. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yes, yes, it can be. And some people make it easier than others, but to love them just for who, who they are. You just talked about family and the importance that you, the importance of family your parents had taught you growing up. So how do you and your husband prioritize your marriage and raising a family? That one, <clears throat> depending on the stage that you're in, can be hard at times. Um when the kids are little, it's hard to have any time for just the two of you because life is pretty busy, pretty full. Um, but we've always tried to make sure that we would get not weekly. I never didn't manage to do it that way, like a lot of people say, but just to make sure there was a time for us, just the two of us, and um, and make sure that outside commitments and things didn't take over all of our time from our children or from our marriage. Um, Just making sure that we, from time to time, carved out a a moment for the two of us and then always made sure we made time for our kids. So good. So you talked a lot about um, priorities and how you prioritize things. Tell us a little bit of how you balance your commitments outside of the home with your family commitments in the home. A lot of what my commitments outside of the home, I try to to involve my family in as much as possible, like at church commitments and things like that. If they are if it's possible for them to be involved in, then we do it together as a family. Um, And then I just have to stop and take stock sometimes from time to time as to what all the things that I'm committed to. Are they are they taking away from my family? Are they. Are they that truly that important? Um, just, I don't know, just stopping and taking stock. How is it affecting my family? What I'm doing outside of the home, how is it affecting my family? And if it's affecting that negatively, then I need to make some adjustments and make some changes. You are being an intentional steward of your time. Like that, that's insane. Like you're literally doing what the Bible tells us to do. I'm not perfect at it. I'll guarantee you that, but that's the goal. <laughs> Man, I'm sure of it. But again, coming from just me, I'm still single and independent, so I've got a really selfish mind. But thinking is like thinking about my time and how it impacts others is something I've never honestly considered. I just, again, super selfish. I only have me to care about, so I, I can be that way. But the well, intentionality you put behind the way that you spend your time and the way that you purpose your time is just amazing. Amazing. I will tell you, um, getting married and having children will totally show you a whole other side of yourself. Mm-hmm. It does. It, it Because like you said, you don't have to worry about a whole lot of things, those kinds of things at the moment. And so that's not something that you have to stop and take stock of. But when you do get married and you, you have kids, you have to stop and think about all of that. It doesn't just affect me anymore. And it will show you a whole, a whole new side to yourself. 
So is there something you wish someone had told you as you began the mothering journey? Mothers do have natural instinct, but that doesn't mean they have all of the answers or are able to do it all by themselves. And so it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to ask for advice or, you know, just somebody come sit and hold this baby for a little while so I can sleep or whatever the need is at the moment. Just because you're mom doesn't mean you're superwoman and it doesn't mean you have all, all the answers and all the energy to do it all by yourself. Yes. <laughs> I think that's not only applicable to motherhood. I think that's applicable to like life. Like, yes, you have discernment, you yeah. have wisdom, but you God also clothed you in your right mind. Take a break. You don't have to do it all. Yes, that is so true. It can apply to all of it. Absolutely. <sighs> so good. So good. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I just feel like you need to be behind a alt, like a pulpit or something. Like we shouldn't even be having this interview. Like you should just be preaching. Oh mercy. <laughs> As much as I would love to continue this recording, we do have to take a break. We will be back next week with more from Heidi. Be sure to tune in. Well, that's all we have for this episode. Be sure to tune in next week for more words from your mama.